The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy. On today's episode of Pennies Going In Raw, we have stock Twitch streamer, stock YouTuber, and Furu, Rocket Catching Bob. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav in the building for the Atlas crew. Atlas trading, what the fuck is up? They're traders, they're prodigies, and then there's legends. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. 4% fucking percent. Buy the fucking dip. Hey, who told me about IDEX? Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, someone just made, like, a lot more money than me on my trade. You find out, life's this game of pennies. Did you check the portfolio? Pennies. 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 The margin for error is so small. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. And they out there making money right now off of penny stocks. The two guys is putting their work to make y'all rich. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Time to think big. Pennies going in raw. Featuring Dan, Deity at Dips, and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny Strokes, baby. Welcome back to another Pennies Going in Raw. Today is March 24th, 2021. And today's episode of Pennies Going in Raw is brought to you by Benzinga. Benzinga is our absolute favorite resource to use to trade with. We use it for charts and news and scanners. Look, guys, we use it for everything except for buying and selling stocks. I mean, that's all there is to it. And if you're not using Benzinga Pro, which you can get for two weeks free at pro.benzinga.com, that's pro benzinga.com you should at least be checking out their youtube channel every single day youtube.com forward slash benzinga they have hot stocks loop and a just plethora of fantastic guests from me and hugh to mia khalifa to ripster to ceos of companies to ceos of weeble they have it all guys make sure you check it out that's youtube.com forward slash Benzinga. And today we have on just an, one of the best guys on FinTwit. He's all over the place now. You can catch him on Twitch streams and Twitter and discords and just about anywhere. It's Rocket Catching Bob. Thank you for joining us, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, no problem. And thank you for joining us. We always kind of start with the way you started and then like where you came into your like aha moment and then how you elevate yourself to where you are now. Oh, that's a that's a, actually a long winded answer there. Hey, man, the people want it. If you how about how about we'll cut into sessions? When did you yeah. start? Where did you start? Why did you start? Uh, I started back in about 2017 trading. Uh, I kind of stumbled upon trading. Uh, I personally was in the grocery world and retail trying to work my way up the corporate ladder and just like worked, starting as sales associate and trying to yeah, work your way up to me. I was okay. a grocery clerk. So just stocked the shelves, you know, nothing crazy. Um, personally, I had better experience, but there's a place called Publix in Florida, which is pretty yeah. big and you have to start from the bottom. 
Yeah. Love Publix. Yeah, we got we got Publix everywhere, man. Yeah, I started at the bottom. I was trying to work my way up for about two years, and then I realized, hey, this isn't really going anywhere. So in the meantime that I was actually working there, I had some coworkers who actually were trading stocks on Robinhood. And I was kind of watching them and saying, wow, they're making a lot of money on like AMD and scalping and things like that. So I was just... Uh, and what, what year is this around? 2017. 2017, okay. Yeah, so... When I saw them kind of trading, I, I knew a little bit about the stock market, but I didn't know much. Um, I was just trying to find a way to get out of the rat race and really uh, find something I enjoyed doing. Um, I always had a passion for, uh, you know, just really helping other people and out of the love and trying to uh, build relationships. I kind of stumbled upon the stock market with other people. And uh, long story short, you know, comes down to there is no growth in the corporate world. So I ended up trying to uh, learn more and dive into it by uh, going on to Google or YouTube and learn more about trading myself. And how how was it starting out? Did you suck? Were you just losing all your money? And like, how much did you put into kind of like start out with? And just how did that go? Uh, wow, that's uh, you know, I started with I think about twelve thousand or somewhere around there. And this is all from Publix. Well, yeah, I saved up, you know, I was, I'm very frugal and I was just trying to, you know, bank up as much as I could. I was literally like buying and reselling things on like Craigslist or Facebook and things like that just to try to side hustle. So you're like a hustler always. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I got into uh, actually trading, um, I actually made uh, about 100% of my account in the first like two or three days, you know, like the first week, you know, the market was hot. That's awesome. And after that, I got hooked. That was the hook. They got me stuck into trading, you know. And I think a lot of people start off like that. Like uh, most recent thing is kind of like GME and uh, they get hooked onto it. And then later on, two or three weeks go by and then that that just fades out. And then I lost all of it. You know, I was down 60% of my account because I was going all in at the time, just trying to bank all that money. And I was super excited about the market. I thought maybe I'd already figured it all out and it was going to be easy. You lose this money and then I guess you're kind of edging into like a 2018 range. Where where does this start to turn around? Well, at that point where I actually lost my money, I was pretty depressed about it. I had to take like a whole week off because I didn't know what I was going to do, um, you know, as far as uh, what was next. Like, was I going to give up on trading? Was I going to go back into the grocery world and, and take more hours? So you had you quit work or were you still working? I, I actually stepped down like part time at the time. So I was like really gung ho, like, hey, I want to make this work. I am hooked on it. I wow. believe in the future of it. So at that point, um, I just kind of bled my account for the next year, 2018. There was not really anything good. It was just like overall sideways slash more bleeding, more bleeding, not figuring it out, struggle sauce, things like that. And I stumbled upon like some chat groups and discords. Uh, One of the first ones that I'm known to be a part of was Ascend Trading. Um, It was a really good group of people who I watched them trade and I I saw their tickers and they're saying, hey, you know, this ABCD uh, or, you know, XYF and it's worth watching or something like that. And I was like, what's what's WW? And they're like, worth watching. Um, And I was like, "Okay, um, why are we watching that? I don't see anything here. Like this thing is dipping down and dying and not looking great. And then, you know, life goes on and we kind of just try to figure out why they're playing things. You kind of put it in your uh, you know, your side box and try to figure out what happens next. And you just kind of keep studying that over and over again every single day. So you're you just kind of gradually more screen time day over day over your failures in 2018 to, I guess, starting to rebound in 2019. And then 
taking full advantage of the 2020 March step? Oh, of course. You know, when it came down to the market getting really hot after, you know, um, the market got pretty hot just in general. We had the whole Bitcoin craze. We had shippers. There's all kinds of mm-hmm. different um, momentum sectors that had went. And I kind of that was kind of my bread and butter that got me started uh, kind of building my account back upward. So I really found one pattern I like the most. And once that happened, I was able to to utilize that certain technique or strategy to really bring my account back up to like, say, break even slash bringing it back to profit. And I became a lot more consistent that way. And I was a lot a lot more at ease because I needed that money. Every little dollar mattered, you know. I couldn't uh, afford to lose anything. Yeah. Were you taking, were you withdrawing at this time too? Like to pay your, to pay bills? I know you said you put in 12000 from savings. I don't know if that, was that all of your savings or re, how were you getting by at this time? Yeah. All of that money was literally everything I had to my name. You know, I was like, hey, I'm going for it. I want to make it work. Um, I, I just, I, I knew that I couldn't fail. And I think that was the biggest thing. Or I couldn't afford to fail. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the common theme that, that we've been hearing as we talk to more traders is that we talked about it with PJ. And now you're saying it is that one, you were a hustler. And two, you were going to make this work. And I love that about you. And I think one of the greatest attributes that you bring to the trading floor is your interaction with everyone and how you always have a positive attitude. Can you touch on as a day trader? um, One of the things that I've been struggling with as trying to day trade more is seeing the realized losses, no matter how big with day trading, I'm noticing that I'm taking more losses. Can you touch on how you you know, kind of balance that? Um, I mean, you come up with days where you just don't have a good one, of course. And you kind of have to just know that you played the best possible uh, pattern that was there. And you gave it like you just you know, you were in it for many reasons. Hey, did it have uh, news? Did it have volume, momentum, um, support and resistances were on your side? And whenever that may, you know, it fails you, uh, then when you take that loss, you feel like, okay, you know, you kind of vindicated. You took a good shot at it and you took your loss and you moved on. So that's kind of how I live with mine. And I, you know, if I made a bad trade, poor decision, then I'm writing down exactly why that happened and I'm never doing it again. Okay, so you're going over your trades almost daily? Of course, yeah. I'm writing them down in a journal. I'm looking back at the charts. I'm seeing maybe what I didn't see before in hindsight 2020 that was you know, live action that's a little harder to see. And I'm just going to make, make sure I'm a little bit better tomorrow. That's awesome. So you've always kind of been more of a day trader, yeah? Yes. So one of the main reasons I like to day trade, I like to kind of min-max myself. I feel like if I'm swinging, if I'm not day trading that swing, I could be gaining more because of the pops and the drops that they have and, you know, the intraday. Is that kind of a reason that you do it as well? And also, did PDT ever kind of get in the way? Because a lot of these newer guys seem to really have that issue. And obviously, as a day trader, it is something big. And like, how do you how do you kind of get around that? I mean, for me, I really I'm like 99% focused on day trading in general right now, just because the overall market seems to be kind of sluggish on these multi day runners and things like that. So yeah, um, I like to be in cash anytime like this. But if the market gets really high, I, I definitely uh, pivot and change that a little bit. As far as people in PDT, it's definitely a struggle. Uh, one of the uh, things that I had that maybe that people don't utilize anymore was you stock you trade. Um, that was like an offshore brokerage that you could basically day trade on, no matter if you had a thousand dollars or five thousand. I don't know if it's utilized now at all. Uh, no, they got sued again yesterday oh, dear. by the SEC. <laughs> so, well, I made my money and I got out of there, and I'm happy about that. 
<laughs> no, it, no, you're right. For anyone that doesn't know, uh, what Bob's talking about is a, it used to be really great. It was a way to get around PDT. Um, it was like offshore banking, but you didn't even need a real address um, offshores. Uh, so they actually just got sued for the sixth time or the seventh time inside the last three years for things that were happening in 2012 and 2013. So, uh, so I don't actually think that those are viable, but that was an awesome way to get around PDT. Yeah, and if I had to do it now, it has to be a whole different strategy. We have to split your account up into maybe three. Yeah, we all we always recommend yeah splitting it up or doing cash accounts, but. You're seeing even now they're putting restrictions on cash accounts with like Webull has the good faith violations that seem so easy to break and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, no, it does get more and more difficult, especially, you know, I always I until just recently, I always thought, you know, I don't think it's that big of a restriction for under 25K. But in this market, man, I, I can't imagine being restricted to three. No, not at all. I mean, I think it would be so tough just because, I mean, that's holding you back as it is. Yeah. You really have to learn to really maximize every trade you're taking. You know, if that's a sending triangle break or something like that, if you're playing momentum like I do, and you really have to make sure you're taking that, you know, 10 to 15%, 25% if you get there. So you can try to, you know, make that the most effective trade. Damn, you're getting that high? Shit. Well, I'll yeah. take I'll take five. Right. I mean, I take whatever <laughs> you want. I mean, if you're growing that account, that's all that matters. In this market, man. In this market, I'll take I'll take single digits no for sure. <laughs> uh, so, talking about your strategy, do you focus? I know you said that you used to focus on like one or two tickers at a time. Do you focus on one or two tickers per day? Do you kind of change it up where, like, in the morning you're looking at four or five, and then by the afternoon you're only looking at two? Um, can you kind of touch on? your specific strategy? Yeah, I mean, I start every morning by pretty much finding the top gainers, put them on my list, um, reading the news and and what exactly they're up for, um, seeing if there's volume that's continuously coming in throughout the day. And I pretty much stick to maybe like one or two out of that top gainers list. And I really hone in on that. I try to see what social media is looking, where, you know, Discord, where are people focused at. Um, and then obviously, for the biggest thing is, what kind of patterns psychologically is it setting up? Are we about to like squeeze some bears? It, like I love patterns and that's really where I do so well at as a momentum trader, just waiting for that play to come to me. That's awesome. Another thing I feel like with day trading and you know, you have to be so realistic. Hey, this is a loss. I've got to cut it. Hey, this is a gain. I need to realize this gain. Do you think kind of going straight from working at a grocery store and then just losing and then just turning out to be this successful in, in the way you have been and so fast. Do you think that helped you a lot, just knowing the value of the dollar? Because I, I think a lot of times, I whenever I sell for a gain, I'm like, okay, this is $1,500. I have to realize like $1,500 is still $1,500. But if I lose money, I'm like, okay, I've, I've just got to ignore that. Uh, of course it does. I mean, I come from a poor family raised in like poverty and things like that. So just the little things like that, you look back and you say, you know what, my, my ramen chicken soup that I eat every day, even though I'm, uh, you know, pretty well off at this point, is still part of me. You know, those people that were in the grocery store, now I know what they feel like every day. It's something yeah. that I'm doing now, like I've started my own stream and all that stuff and a YouTube now. I'm just trying to help these other people so they can get out of that rat race, so they can enjoy their lives, their kids, their families, and things like that. And I think that's what really drives me is giving other people the chance to have financial freedom. And it's absolutely like my number one thing. That's incredible. 
with that, because I mean, it, it's been so evident that's been your main goal from day one. I mean, you you preach it on Twitter, and it almost seems like I mentioned it earlier. You're like all over the place now. Now you're on you're on Twitch now, and I. I wish I had the the will to do. It. I've always thought, like, man, whoever gets to Twitch first and just starts trading all day with a good personality, they'll be able to kill it. And I'm really happy it's you. And and you're also starting a YouTube as well. Obviously, this is for like helping people mainly. But what do you get out of like the Twitch streams? Are there some comments you get that are like, yeah, this is why I'm doing it? there's some gains or just stuff you want to talk about from like the Twitch room. Cause I'm so interested in that. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of love messages. Uh, thankfully the trolls, not so much. Hopefully they don't come ever, but I mean, I really enjoy just seeing people's successes and seeing people uh, leave their comments about how, you know, they're trying to transition from their jobs into trading and how they're having successes doing it because of my stream. And because they're, it's not just me, you know, the people who are learning from me in the chat are sticking around all day and they're actually putting in time with those other people within the chat. So I don't even have to be there, you yeah. know. And they're helping each other. And I think that's what builds my community to be better. Um, it's just because they're also willing to give back and move other people forward. But I get lots of messages saying, you know, I made $1,500, which is the most I've ever made in my life. Thank you so much. I was able to pay down like this debt or something like that. That's really been hanging over their heads. And psychologically, that's affecting them. And, you know, kind of being depressing and anything like that to me is so worthwhile. I don't care about the subs. I don't care about the followers. I don't care about money like that. I don't care about the money I have. I just love the financial freedom that yeah. I have. Yeah, I, I talked about it with Zach. I mentioned how, like, I don't think there is another job or position or anything, even besides being like a surgeon. This like I can't imagine something that you could give back just as much as you receive as being like a trader and helping people. Yeah. You know, there's, there's really no, as much as the trolls suck and you know, there's sometimes when things don't work out, when you're able to see a pattern that you love and that you've seen before and you're able to make other people money, there, there's nothing really, I mean, sometimes things that you don't call work so much better. Um, but seeing that you're able to make other people money is just so gratifying and that's an awesome that that is so awesome that you do that Twitch stream. What is it? Five, six hours a day? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm is sure you'll awesome. get a little a few more um viewers after after this airs. Cause I mean, everyone loves live stock talk. I mean, that that's what people want. They want it and they and they don't want it from the same people that have been on air for so long. And I mean, yeah, that it's such like a great benefit. Is there anything like is there a certain call that you remember from the Twitch stream or like a certain engagement that you really like that really sticks out? But aside from just like the the bill paying, but like I, I just remember like certain things just always stick out. Um, I mean, I have so many messages. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I like re more recently IMTE, you know, it's just that people are so happy to finally be getting it and it's starting to click for them, I think is one of the bigger one. I mean, there, obviously there's a lot of great stories out there, but I love the consistency of the messages that I get of people changing, like being able to adapt my plan to their own and really uh, learning what what they should have been doing versus what they should not have been doing. I can't I can't wait till there's a clip of you from your chat room whenever you're in a stock that halts up and you just have that 15 minutes of anticipation and everything that's going to be lit. Of course. <laughs>
That is really cool. What do you think as a trader? Because it's awesome when we hear these great stories. What is the most frustrating part? Frustrating part of just of trading losing money. You know, like like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's losing money, but I mean, Bob, you come. You know, even when something flushes, I think I think today. Uh, DLPN flushed on us and you're like, ah, that was mean. And I was like, dude, I'm over here like cursing up a storm, ready to punch a hole in my wall. And you're, uh, and, and you're still staying positive on it. So, you know, what, what do you find to be the most frustrating? Is it just, is it just when you come and there's not something that works that you think is going to work? Or is it something completely unrelated? Like we've had people tell us that the most frustrating part is, uh, is the timing is, you know, being uh, on California time. Well, I mean, uh, I would say it like this: as far as frustration frustration goes within the trades, it's always kind of un- like unfortunate whenever you get in too early. Like I was in IMTE, I think yesterday, a little bit too early, somewhere somewhere like ten o'clock in the morning, and I think TCAT was you know leading the way, and we just didn't get any push on it. So when you take that trade, and I know a lot of people are under PDT, so they don't have a lot of like uh, availability to make multiple trades a day. Not much wiggle room there, right? So when they take this trade, because they, they see the same thing I do and it doesn't go, and then it's like, I'm sure that's very frustrating to them. And then later on, you see it actually pushes without you. Yeah. Another thing, uh, when I was a new trader, which was very frustrating, was basically whenever I would like sell the stock, and then all of a sudden, it would just take off. And that still happens to this day. So don't think it doesn't happen to uh, you know veteran traders or whatever you want to call me. Um, but just in general, this is something that, you know, can be frustrating. That that That's the biggest thing that cannot be frustrating because that creates FOMO and FOMO is a mofo. And, uh, dude, I think that that's like the that was my biggest learning experience in trading at all was not getting pissed off when I sell something for a profit and it just keeps going. For sure. I'm a little frustrated right now. Look at DLPN. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dolphin. There's so many. I mean, it, in my line, you know, swing trading, it's like, man, dude, if I had just at, if I had just gone all in or if I had just, you know, scaled out half instead of scaling out all at that point, you know, that's my that's my biggest thing. I wait. I wait six weeks for something and then it finally comes. And then uh, and then I'm pissed because I sell 100 percent too early or something. Uh, so I definitely get that. But yours is obviously on a much on a, on a shorter time basis, which is Awesome. I guess like whenever you're day trading, we always talk about mentality. Obviously, Hugh was already touching on it, like staying positive and everything. Aside from just knowing like when you sell too early, like it it can't bug you because if it does, it'll create FOMO. Is there anything else you like to do? Like if there's a terrible day, just going to play video games. If it's a bad week, you know, maybe taking all of August off for all I care. You know, is there anything that you like to do that just like keeps you level headed? Yeah, there's tons of things I enjoy to do. I mean, I personally will take the whole day just to enjoy like a trivia night with the stream. Uh, We'll do some uh, Jackbox games. I don't know if you know about that stuff, but it's a lot of fun to just take a step back from the market and just enjoy each other as a community. You know, anytime going out to the shooting range, things like that. If you guys are in, you know, that's I do stuff like that. I'll go hiking, kayaking, anything outdoors. You know, I'll just try to get away from the market for a little bit and just take a step back. Prior to the whole Twitch streaming and everything, uh, did you trade with other people like in a voice chat or were you always lone wolf? Uh, I was always just in the Atlas Discord. Okay. Yeah, like, dude, one of my biggest things, like, I have, like, just six people I talk to, all, like, some people, some of them have $5,000, some of them have half a million, 
And it's just like a range of different people's just I, and I think like I can't imagine trading without like a squad now. It's a huge thing for you, too, because you're just learning off of each other. I mean, uh, they say I, I know there's like a book about this saying like you're kind of the average of the five people you hang around the most kind of thing as far as your salary is concerned. So if you're hanging around a bunch of rich people, you kind of pick up like their habits, their mentalities, uh, some yeah. things like that. That's so true. Do you do anything to celebrate a big win? I wish I could say yes, but honestly, at this point, it, it's just as easy as going in and getting some like a pizza from a store. Like I don't really care too much, honestly. I'm just enjoying yeah. what I got, and I'm just happy about the other people who are banking. You know, it's really that's awesome. It. That's awesome. It seems like travel is one of your passions. I mean, I do travel from time to time. I am trying to go into vacation, but with COVID, things have changed a lot. I used to travel and go to like Aspen, Colorado, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, snowboarding and things like that. Also, anything outdoors. Do you do you still trade when you travel, or how does that work? Um, I personally would get in like I'd bring a laptop, but when you go to the mountains, it's really hard to have consistent internet. You're playing with like five megs down, and it's just not as good as anything. So I will try to trade. Um, sometimes when I go down to the beach here in Tampa, like I will, you know, personally trade on my phone, make my uh, quick, you know, five hundred thousand dollars a day real quick, and then I'm done. You know, I just enjoy the beach and that day. Okay. Um, you have two little brothers. One has five thousand dollars. The other has thirty thousand dollars. They both turned eighteen. They're twins. Both of them entered the market at the same time, the on their eighteenth birthday. What advice are you giving both of them? And is there any advice you give separately to PDT Golden Child? Um, I, I would say this. If you have 30K in your account, little brother, I would be like, hey, you know, I want you to Hugh personally... Can be, Hugh can be your ri- the, the rich little brother. I'll be the poor one. <laughs> All right. So I would say, Hugh, my rich little brother, 30K you have, <laughs> I would say, hey, I want you to trade with maybe 1,000 to 5,000 of that and really get down the techniques. Do not trade with your whole account to, to begin learning to trade because, I mean, you can really just blow it up really easy, okay? The reason I actually became who I am today is because I actually came from $1,000 after blowing it up, I actually reset my account and went to 1,000. Learn how to trade correctly and consistently and then get there for about six months, maybe three months of consistency. And then you can kind of uh, edge up on your risk and all that stuff. And you can build your account that way. As far as Dan, my one, my one, what? 5000 I have $5,000. My 5000 little brother. Yeah. So for you, depending on what kind of variables we have out there, as far as the, like the Weeble thing, split your account into maybe two or three pieces and, and try to just, you know, because then you're going to get six. Uh, six trades a week or a five-day period instead of maybe be split into two, right? Yeah. So you just want to take it easy, get consistent. You really want to get the process down. That's what that's the main importance. And both of them should be the same, right? For big brother, little brother, it doesn't matter. Learn the game first. Then once you get comfortable with it, you can start sizing up. You can turn 1,000 to 1 billion. You certainly can. You can turn 30,000 to zero way quicker, <laughs> Okay. You can do it, Dan. Thank, thanks, thanks, guys. In the metaphor, thanks, metaphorical brothers. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, obviously, there's so much information to give these new guys, and and it, it's crazy how so many of them joined with the whole GME fiasco. And I, I have a feeling like a lot of them either made a lot of money or lost a lot of money. But all the gamblers got addicted, you know. And of course, those are the ones that. Not only am I worried about, but I want to help the most. And I think they can get just as passionate and just as good 
as the rest of the gang. And I think like, like you said, like learn the game, get your strategy down. And then like, once you know your strategy, let it take you there and let it take you home. Agreed. I, it's, it's totally why I made uh, the Twitch and all that stuff that I did because of GME. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it, it's honestly like a lot of blind people are looking for someone to follow. And, you know, we're here to turn the lights on for you, baby. Uh, That's right. <laughs> so you got a YouTube channel starting up. Uh, what's what what's going to be on that? Uh, I'm just going to try to really make laser focused content. That way you don't have to watch like six hours of Twitch live video and really kind of break it down to just you know, something for five to 10 minutes, maybe uh, what a certain pattern is or what are some top 10 things I look for every single day in the market. Um, also, you know, I do some interviews myself on my stream. Ah! So I'll probably put some of those up there. Hey, I'm not in competition, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, no, you guys are fantastic. I love you guys. You guys are doing a great job over here. And I love that you guys are also helping the community grow. Oh, dude, we didn't even know. We oh, were, I appreciate that, uh, man. Helping out the community. We were just in this for sponsors. But uh, no, I, it's, <laughs> it's super like, it, it's like I said earlier, it's super rewarding. Just everyone like giving back. And and like, we're either, we're even trying to stop talking about more specific stocks and just talk about it in general, trying to help. Just because like, you know, with the whole, like everyone's thinking everyone's a pumper. We'll be like, okay, we'll teach people the same way and still play the same way. And, you know, uh, I, I think like just, giving any people any advice like they can get you know it's, it's the same you give a man a stock he eats for a day you teach a man how to find stock he eats for life amen to that <laughs> all right man well we've had a blast having you on plug whatever you want tell the people where to find you and uh let's have a green rest of the trading week oh you guys can find me wherever you know no i'm just kidding <laughs> if you want to find me go to twitch.tv slash rocket catching bob uh, it's just catching so c-a-t-c-h-n as far as youtube that whole url thing is very like i don't know looks like a barcode serial number or alphabet soup we'll get there so i'm sure they'll figure it out from there yeah no big deal so thank you guys so much for having me on the stream loved it guys all right thanks again man see you later see you bro all right, guys, that's it for Pennies Going and Raw this episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. If you guys did enjoy this or any of our other episodes, please give us those five stars. It helps us out a lot. Our next goal is to get 5,000 reviews. Isn't that crazy? I feel like we were just at 500. So thank you guys. Like, comment, tell us what you didn't like, and uh, tell us how we can make this better or what you loved. Thank you, guys. See you next week.